0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Pollera y el Congo. My name is Ayala Watson. I'm here with my two co-hosts through Zoom. What's up, y'all?
1: What's up, y'all? I have missed you guys so much. Ali hey. just doesn't seem present. What is it with him? Just sometimes Literally. like, hey.
0: He's sitting like three feet away. Like he can't it's come uninterested. Home. Just come
1: closer. Right. Like, are you indifferent? It's okay.
0: Love we love you, you though. Y'all hear me now.
1: Thank you. Can, you. can oh. he act like he loves us? Yeah.
0: Right. Can you act like you yeah, want to be here? Because, like.
1: We need positive energy.
0: Nah. We are, though. It's a crazy part. That's a crazy part. Ew, not. It's the cameras. <laughs> not us being Hollywood. Anyways. <laughs> get a couple. Get a couple Uh, listens on Anchor. We don't know how to act. Get a podcast on Apple Music, and we're on Apple Music. Yeah, Apple Music. We go ghost for two months. Ooh, I love that song. World, watch out! So today we're gonna kind of go off of where we left off a few weeks ago. Uh, We spoke about we spoke about the Black Lives Matter movement within our communities and within the university that we go to. And some stuff has happened since then, bruh. It's been it's been a time. Sit down. It's been a time. <laughs> and we're just gonna run y'all through that. Talk about talk about it from a very candid perspective. Like I'm gonna be on here, I'm gonna be honest. Mm. And I'm gonna be mad and I'm gonna be angry because one, this is my podcast. And two, because I feel like I don't get the space to be my to to expose my true feelings towards the things that happen to us on a daily because there has to be a certain level of professionalism um on this campus. So who would like to start with giving us a little update on what has happened since our last episode? So basically our last episode aired I think in the middle of September, if not late September. And since then, as you know, uh, myself and Sophia are part of the Black Student Union. Ale is a very dedicated um, general member. (laughs) (laughs) And on October 11th, we hosted a vigil um, on campus for anyone and everyone who wanted to come, to come by, pay our respects. It was a beautiful ceremony. It was 400 plus sign-ins. It was outside, it was socially distanced. And that's how we wanted to start that weekend because it was important for myself, um, the BSU, the E-board of the BSU and also the E-board of our student council to pay our respects first, pay our homage before the next morning um, for our protest. The protest was supposed to be kept on the DL. Um, We spent the whole week of the 8th sending personal messages to people within the Clark community, letting them know that it was gonna happen at this time and for this reason. And if y'all aren't familiar with the reasons of why we wanted to have a protest, I mean, just looking around us, there's enough reasons already to be mad. or to wanna demonstrate, but mostly it came from our individual and collective frustrations towards the university of how, this, how little regard they have for the voices of black students and the demands that we push and what we stand for, what we believe in. So that is why the next day on October 12th, on October 12th, uh at maybe 9 15 7 15 9 15 so 15 literally yeah 9 45 15 minutes before our our uh projected start of the demonstration our student council sent out an email to the entire campus uh basically saying this is what's going to happen here's our roadmap here is our route roadmap route Here are our chants, our schedule, your rights as a clerk student, and an oath to allyship to our Black community members. And people showed up, they did. We started on the Red square, which is the center of campus, and-
1: Ayala wouldn't admit this, but she literally killed it, number one. Um, But you may not hear her say that, but I'm just gonna state that now so that it's public knowledge, because the amount of work labor and and love that went go. into this, not just by her, but also by Clark's student council executive board is just so amazing to watch. Um and a lot of it happens, I think, behind the scenes and not everyone has a chance to see that. But when you do, it really puts you in awe.
0: I really appreciate that, Bishop. Love you.
1: So I could be nice sometimes.
0: <laughs> you're nice to me all the time. It's all that we got to put in his place sometimes. In a man's oh, place. No. In the kitchen. Not a man's place being in the kitchen. <laughs> anyway. Um, right, so going back to what I was saying. Um, our, the president of restaurant council, Eunice Gillette, They read um, a statement that they had prepared talking about the land that, in which uh, Clark University was built upon and how that land is um, of indigenous meaning. I read the poem Catch the Fire by Sonia Sanchez and we had Khadijah read the oath to allyship that was dedicated to white people to repeat after her um, basically, Pledging their allegiance to the movement. And yeah, our roadmap, our route that we took was from the Red Square to our university police office. Uh, we stood out there, we chanted, tried to get their attention, nobody came out. Um, then we went to our multicultural um, our multicultural department office. <laughs> uh building our multicultural yeah. office um and we it, it's called Dana Commons Dana Commons yeah and we stood outside there because actually a few years back before myself so i'm the oldest person here so before my cohort of students came into clark there was a reclaiming dana protest that was about wanting to reclaim that space as hours, as dedicated to what, it, what its purpose was for. So for multicultural and first-generation students to have a space to hold their events, to um, study, to work, all of that. And right now it is being used due to COVID, quote unquote, due to COVID. It's being used for classes of all sorts, not even, they didn't even think to like make it specific to d race and ethnicity, Africana mm-hmm. studies, you know, they didn't even make it intentional. They just put random ass classes in the building just because in the name of space. And the crazier part is, is that the institution emailed uh, the president of our student council and let us know that that was gonna happen and that they wanted our voice to be involved in that conversation. And that this person who who gave us the heads up was gonna advocate for that space to not be used because those were our wishes um, and they did it anyway. So that was our second stop. And then we ended it in front of our president's office. He wasn't even there. He was in Chicago, but our provost was there. Our VPs were in there in that building, and we hosted a die-in. Um, so that was that's what happened. Since then, myself, members of the BSU, members of the student council, um, have been stretched thin. In meetings with the administrators. And I'm talking meetings that at this point are redundant, they're tiring, they're exhausting. Um, And frankly, it's a tactic. It's a tactic to get all of the activists on campus to be tired out because on top of that, we're working three jobs on campus or working our off-campus job. And we're in the middle of classes and we don't get any breaks because Clark University has strict COVID regulations. So I think since that protest, since October 12th, I've had maybe one to two meetings every single week. Up until this week, I haven't had one that was specific to me. I have had meetings where it's like a staff meeting or what have you, where administrators were present. And yet I still had to, you know, push them a little bit harder, um, be critical about what they say and call them out on how they present information to us, the student council and BSU e-board members that are very much in their face versus students that may not know as much information that we are given or we're given different information. So it's been exhausting. It's just been a lot. And I think I would, I've, I've been talking a lot about this, but I think I would like to get Ayla and Sophia's take on their experience, Ayla being on campus. During the protest, their experience with that, and Sophia, like your experience, being on the organizing front, being one of those main leaders, organizing this, putting it together. We've been doing it for months, months. This protest was Month. in the work for Month, months. Baby girl. and we just kind of had to push it back. But yeah, Sophia, let's start with you. Like, what what are your thoughts on us having to organize that as?
1: undergrads? It was, it was definitely um, really, A, first of all, an amazing experience. Um, because I'm also the youngest person in that small group with the BSC members uh, from the e-board and Clark University student council e-board. Um, and so that was just a really interesting dynamic um, to just learn a lot, absorb as much information as possible. And to just gain insight um, about the inner workings of Clark and how decisions get made, who really wields the power, um, and how to sort of continue to be a change maker. I think the hard thing for me was seeing all the work that we had done and not being able to see it with my own eyes and be there. Um, it was my birthday weekend. Um, I turned nineteen. Uh, but I was home um, and I just wasn't able to make it to campus as much as I wanted to. Um, so I definitely feel like that was really hard because it was, you know, this constant grind and like go, 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 go. And like we're all rushing to the finish line and it's this big marathon. And then I got to the finish line and I didn't see it, you know, with my own eyes. So that was really hard. But we had the protest, I was able to watch a lot of it through Instagram live. I saw the vigil. Um, I wonder, are any of those videos still up like on our highlights on Instagram? Okay, good. Cause I was going to say, if you haven't seen that, um, definitely take a look at that because it's just really amazing to see how many people were able to show out. Um, we took a lot of safety measures when we were doing this process, you know, we were like, how can we ensure participation while keeping everyone safe? Um, we did a lot of like handing out of COVID supplies, I believe, um, right with the hand sanitizers um, and the masks and everything like that. Wow. Um, everyone was strongly encouraged to get tested after. Mm-hmm. Folks were there monitoring to make sure that, you know, we were as spaced out as possible. Um, so I am really proud of the fact that we haven't really heard of any cases coming out um, directly linked to the protests, I believe. Um, I mean, I'm also not at Clark, so I tend to get my information a bit later, Um, but I am really proud of the fact that we were able to plan that very well. I think, you know, now we're, we're at a crossroads. I think the Black Student Union is at a crossroads, and I think our campus is at a crossroads because, yes, Clark has announced that they do intend to open in the in the same manner in which they did for the fall but who knows what this winter could look like right i mean we are literally it just it's it's like unprecedented situation after unprecedented situation you know everyone mm-hmm. at first was like oh this will be over by easter you know then oh the pandemic will be over by august oh by november oh but now we're in november right and and it's still happening um, so who knows if we will even be Back on campus you know I'm sure that will decision will come later unless things stay the same but you know no one really knows and I think how we return back to campus will really affect the ways in which the BSU continues to do programming whether virtual hybrid or in person but also how we interact with the administration um I think you know obviously COVID has Definitely absorbed. I think a lot of resources, understandably, because this is a global health crisis, right? But it's just a different dynamic now, and and different concerns and priorities. So I think there will be a lot um, to be seen for next semester when we return in the spring. But I am really proud of the work we've done so far with the various campaigns and initiatives. Like we really like we did our thing, and we're going to keep doing our thing. Right.
0: And I wish they would just stop me. I'm tired. What about you, Ale? I'm so tired. Bro, yes. We'll get into that
2: later.
1: Another thing that's interesting me out is this election. I feel like the timing of everything, just like COVID, you know, also all these, black bodies that have just been dropping like flies but how it's been materializing on our campus and now the election like it it just felt so condensed almost like our semester you know like there wasn't really a breather or just a day to just refocus and recenter myself um and it's just so crazy that like, y'all, we elected the first Black, the first female, the first South Asian vice president. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she went to an HBCU. Like, that's massive. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just felt like, you know, well, this has been, I feel like maybe one of the worst years of my life. Um, and I think a lot of people are feeling that way. That decision, while I don't get behind a lot of what she stands by, but she's still historic in her own right. And her being historic isn't necessarily about her as, you know, one person, but about us as a collective and what she represents. And for that, I'm really excited um, because who knows? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's it possibility, I think. Um, but I'm not sure. What about y'all? What are you thinking? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, so my experience with the program, um, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings, because it was both, you know, a very beautiful experience as someone who's been in the private Institution world for high school and now college. I think it was nice to see people like I'd never seen so many Clarkies outside, especially during COVID season. That was uh, a surprise, to say the least, um, to see how many just how many people were there to support both the visual. It was, it was interesting because it's like, where y'all at most of the time? I don't see all these people on campus, but it was nice to see that um, when it came down to actually supporting, there were people that were able to show up. One of the things that I was most looking for is acknowledgement from the administration. Two and a half weeks to even acknowledge the fact that the protest happened like we we be getting so many emails just on the on the regular whether it's covid or just like if something happens in the police like those are all valid but the fact that we weren't even able that nobody was even able to write an email acknowledging the fact that clark just had its probably biggest protest in history not only recently but ever like is just so wild to me Both like empowering in terms of the work that um, everyone is able to do to accomplish this, but also frustrating to hear that the president, the administration, weren't even able to acknowledge that. In terms of the election, I think that there's been so much going on. Obviously, during the election, there was it was like the biggest thing on the news and social media, and especially with how long everything took to count the votes and all that, like it was very front and back of my mind throughout the process. But yeah, like Sophia said, it was the results were very powerful, not only for Kamala Harris, but there were also a lot of other firsts, um, specifically, people of color who identified in the LGBTQ spectrum who were um, voted in to, I think Congress and different positions um, as well. So that was said Richie Torres. Yeah, Richie Torres for Congress um, and many others. And like, like I said, it's, bo- it's been both a very pressing very front of the mind, but also back of the mind thing for me personally, with everything going on, where it's like, like like I feel it and I'm I'm happy for it, but also feels like it's just another thing that's been happening, piling up to everything that's been going on recently. I don't know if y'all feel similarly.
0: The university's president's explanation for why it took them so long to reply is because he was waiting to elect their next chief of of police. And that in itself, it kind of goes to show how much they're not getting it. Um, Because our whole, the whole movement that's been for years, by the way, is to eradicate the way we think of policing right now. And to hire new chief of police kind of missing the point. Nevertheless, before he did send that that email, um, 2 weeks after 2 weeks late and on the like 2 weeks late period, but the week of the email was sent, he wanted to meet with myself and two other representatives from BSU to talk about yeah, why and also that there are conversations being had about um having police officers be disarmed and having them be on campus for less reasons and all of that, you know, was a start. But I just can't help to think sometimes that, you know, once myself, once I graduate, once even Sophia and Ale's class graduates, that you know, we just got a new president for this university. So he will be here for a very long time, which means that the promises he's making now. If people, if he is not, it sucks that this is the way it works, but if the students do not continue to push him and remind him year after year, semester after semester, of the promises he made he, now in 2020, then they're not gonna get met. Then students are gonna continue to be microaggressed. They're gonna continue to be assaulted. They're gonna continue to be harmed by this university until another uproar comes about and it happens it happens every maybe four to five to six years and it's been happening in this institution since they started allowing black students to enroll so i just think that those are my thoughts on the university right now um in terms of the election it was definitely one of those things for me i've been trying to Okay, well bear with me because I've just started. So like very recently, like in the past month or so, been trying to read up on authors and books that talk about liberation and the pedagogy of the oppressed and really reading the philosophies of folks who show activism in ways that I haven't, um, that I haven't been familiarized with. And a lot of what they write about is that at the end of the day, this two party system, this government, um, you know, like white people have been on the same page in terms of their values and how they wanted to run this country since day one, since they took land and um, murdered indigenous people, since they brought enslaved Africans to this country. They've been known since day one, like, their goals are this, their constitution is this, and that is what it's going to be. It's always gonna benefit the white man. So to me, seeing this election play out, it really was, I mean, Kamala Harris, she has put black women literally in the White House, like that, in the White House as a president, cause we had, I can't forget Michelle Obama, she did her thing. not saying like that, but I'm saying like she is vice president elect of the United States that title. Nobody can take that away from her. Nobody can take that away from black women in this country. However, back to what I was saying, um, it really is interesting to think of these things through the lens of well, what is actually going to change? And when I say change, I mean, are under this new presidency, are black people going to stop being shot by police, yes or no? Probably not. Are we going to see an end to homelessness? Probably not. To hunger in this country, probably not. Um, Mass incarceration, exactly, probably not. We're not, we're not. And it's like, it's not, it may not happen now, It may not happen in the next 10 or 20 elections. And that's just it. I don't know. That's just it. Um, So those were my thoughts on the election. Obviously, it was my first time voting for a presidential election. And because I was, I just turned 21. I I was like 16 during the last one. Right? Were you? I was... when did he get elected 2016
1: right yeah that was 16 yeah, was. 17 16. oh oh
0: yeah you're right you're right my fault my fault Not her. i was like couldn't you vote trying to call me out on my civil <laughs> rights you know, i was looking at her funny i was like wait you didn't do what no i didn't i was
1: 17
0: um Right? I'm not bugging. It was Ooh, the 2016 yes, election. Yes, 2016. Right. And I, I was born in 1999.
1: Oh, I got her thinking her whole. Right. I was right. Anywho, Um I was like, let me just make sure no one told me I couldn't vote and I could actually vote.
0: Facts and I could have voted now, but I couldn't vote. And I did now and it felt nice. And now we have this um a, atrocious person out of office, which is, you know, I'm trying to look at the positives. That's a positive. Is Biden going to be? That's what
1: be- I'm saying. I feel like we got to at least try to look at the positives because our feelings, I think, are going to remain nuanced about this. And we're going to have mixed feelings, which I think is natural, being who we are um, as a people in our history with this system and this government. Um, I expect nothing less than nuanced feelings, quite honestly. Um, but I'm, like, I'm just trying to look at the positive. like. He's out. He's gone. Right. gone. The cheeto is gone, and you know Southern District of New York is waiting for him. They are waiting for him. They can press charges. I know they are all up in there, like, mm-hmm, come on over to New York.
0: I dare you. I dare you. Right.
1: Because they're like, we could dead ass get. They're like, you see him. You see us.
0: He <laughs> see us. We see each other. Yeah. So yeah, if we're counting, if we're counting our positives, those are definitely a positive. And I mean, Kamala Harris is doing her damn thing up there. So yeah, those are my thoughts. And I think on our next episode, we'll get a little, a bit deeper into our thoughts and feelings of exhaustion. In this, the past couple of months, um, just, um, any closing thoughts
1: but i'm so glad that we i'm so glad we just did this episode because i think it's just been hard for us to manage a lot of things right now so i'm glad we sort of had our own debrief just to talk about what's been going on and just like check in on each other
0: well thank you everyone for listening if you want to check out we'll our see y'all soon Period. I think our next episode will drop it in a week.
1: Can't drop it all at once. Yeah. What we did it wrong the last we week. We can't give you all the heat at once. We right. Have, we got a lady.
0: Space it you know. we'll it's you strategy. out. We'll out one day more. Um oh, I also had a birthday. I don't know if I mentioned
1: that. Yeah. So, I uh,
0: so if anybody wanna hit my cash
1: app or tattoo things. Tomorrow. wait a minute since we're all pulling out our cash apps I <laughs> right um iowa turned 21 i turn 19 i accept payments of 10 13 10 or 13 or 2001 or two 01 Who sending you to
0: you will get two dollars <laughs> <$2. laughs> and half a cent not 2001 dollars. don't $2, one. be uh, trifling i am accepting 21 um uh, 11 Two, a hundred twelve, hundred twenty-one. Really, whatever y'all want. Also, just we could also go on a little date. I don't know. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Oh, that one's cute for me. I take food. I like food. I'm done. (laughs)